Big veins, big sideburns, and even bigger claws. We saw the Wolverine for today's episode of... What is this crazy rock and roll music anyway? Well, I didn't see that coming. Hello and welcome. Operators are standing by. It's like a breath of fresh air. Dance like there's no tomorrow. TCRPN, the Critical Reviewer Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to today's episode of To See or Not to See on the Critical Reviewer Podcast Network. I am your host, Anthony Nicholas, and today I'm actually going to be by myself because... Um, well, I don't have a life, and everyone else does, but I want to try to get this review out quickly because I'm really excited about talking about The Wolverine. The Wolverine was, to me, one of those, not I don't want to say transcendent superhero movies, but when you think about it, it's it's more of a movie that happens to have superheroes in it. Instead of being a superhero movie where they try to force you into this story that doesn't really make sense. It's, if it had the same kind of feel of a Dark Knight or an Iron Man 3. While other movies like The Avengers, which is a great movie, but it's a great superhero movie. The Wolverine was just a really good movie that happened to have a superhero in it. You don't need to actually go into this movie knowing anything about X-Men or anything like that. It does kind of get confusing when they start talking about Jean Grey, but they do blend that story well together from Wolverine falling in love with Jean, so you don't need to worry about any of that. So the movie starts out with Wolverine um, pretty much being a bum and living in a cave somewhere in the middle of nowhere and just being friends with bears and having a huge like homeless person beard that's all scrounging looking weird um then he comes in contact with some hunters and the animal nature that he was trying to escape by living in the caves comes out so of course he starts being all badass with his giant claws and everyone's all freaking out but then we come in contact with one of the newer characters, Yukio, which is a, uh, she's kind of like a badass uh, samurai girl who was stalking Wolverine this entire time, trying to find out where he was and um, get in contact with him. So right before Wolverine starts killing all these hunters at this bar who were just like hunting in the woods where Wolverine was sleeping, Yukio comes in, starts slicing up bottles and chairs and stools and everything like that with a giant samurai sword. And everyone's like, oh shit, this bitch is crazy. So Wolverine's like, okay, thanks for the help. And he wants to leave. But then she goes, you have to come with me. This man that you saved um, during World War II when uh, America dropped the bomb on Nagasaki... And uh, everyone else in the whole city was killed except for this one man because you saved him. He's dying right now, and he wants to, uh, you know, give you thanks for saving him all those years ago. And Wolverine at first isn't like, no, I can't do this, I can't do this. But then she like guilt trips him into going and taking a flight. And this is where we meet Yashida, 
who happens to be this badass billionaire in uh, Japan. He pretty much runs everything. Uh, Wolverine's driving down the street with Yukio, and like every single product that's on the street, every advertisement has Yoshida under it, or Yoshida plastered all over the sides of buildings. Yoshida is in really, really bad shape right now. He can't even like lift his own head. Uh, you saw in the trailer, they have these like uh, robotic spikes that help him raise himself up out of the seat. So he's like, give me your powers. Uh, you want to die, Wolverine. I know you've wanted to die for a long time. You can give me your healing power and... I can live forever while you can have a family and decide to die with the person that you love. Wolverine's like, fuck that. This is mine. This is my powers. You can't take this stuff from me. And then you, you start uh, to hear this other side of the story where Yoshida's like, I need you to give me the powers or my company and everything that I built up is going to be destroyed by my son, Shinjin. And... I've decided to give everything to Mariko, my granddaughter, Shinjin's uh, daughter. And if he finds out that he's going to kill Mariko, and I need you to protect her. If you don't give me the powers, you need to protect her so that she can inherit my company and do what I know is right. Wolverine's like, whatever, uh, I'll stay the night and then I'll leave tomorrow morning. Wolverine passes out, and then that's when we come in contact with the Viper, which is another one of the mutants. And she shows up in Wolverine's dreams and seems like she poisons him. And Wolverine's like kind of freaking out. And like the cup that he was uh, drinking from that's sitting next to his bed is is like filled with this green gas. And he's like, they do this weird editing technique where they make everything all blurry while the center of the screen is uh, kind of clear. It was it was pretty cool to see. Anyways, so uh, Wolverine is feeling weird, but uh, you know everything else seems to be fine. Then uh, the next morning comes and Yoshida dies. So Wolverine's like, okay, I'll just go to the funeral and then I'll pay res my respects to the family and everyone, and then I'll leave. And then that's when all hell breaks loose. Uh, like what you see in the trailers, Wolverine's jumping from train to train, killing ninjas, killing uh, Yakuza, which is, uh, I guess, the Japanese mafia or whatever. And they're all trying to kidnap Mariko, uh, the granddaughter who's going to inherit the uh, giant company. So Wolverine, throughout the rest of the film, is protecting Mariko from ninjas, protecting her from... Yakuza, who is trying to uh, kidnap her. Everyone seems like they're trying to kidnap her. And during this time, Wolverine's being shot, and he's like, oh, some, something's wrong. And his, he's not healing the same way that he used to. He's still, he's still healing, but like he has to go to a doctor to get like bullets removed from him, um, sometimes get stitched up and patched up, but then it heals like quicker than a regular human. So he does still heal, he's just weakened. Um, and while he's trying to figure out why all of this is going on, he starts to develop a relationship with Mariko. And, and it, it, he starts to like get torn between his love for Jean Grey and his new love for Mariko. So he's fallen for Mariko and, um, you know, 
trying to protect her and everything like that. Then she gets kidnapped again. and But this time, Wolverine doesn't just kill one of the bad guys. He decides to get some answers. So the bad guy's like, I'm not going to tell you anything. Then the claws pop out. And I'm like, oh, snap. Something bad's about to happen to this guy. Then they cut directly to Wolverine driving with uh, Yukio. Yukio's like... What are you doing? You're, you're losing your powers. I, I had a dream about you that you're dying and that you're holding your heart in your hand and you die. And I've never been wrong about someone dying before. And so Wolverine's like, I don't care. I have to get Monaco. I have to go protect her. I have to get some answers. So Wolverine shows up to this penthouse of the guy who's going to be marrying Monaco who ends up being one of the conspirators and see the person that uh, kidnapped her. And Wolverine just starts beating the crap out of him. He's like, you get 10 words. If I don't like those 10 words, I'm going to throw you off this balcony. And <laughs> and uh, uh, true to his word, Wolverine does decide to throw him out of like a 50-story uh, hotel balcony. But uh, a funny thing happens afterwards. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Wolverine then decides to go back to the place where Yoshida died to try to get some answers. And while being there, uh, Wolverine's like, that machine that Yoshida was uh, laying on, it can help me try to figure out why I'm losing my powers. And he sees why he's losing his powers right there. But during that time, Yoshida's son, Shinjin, comes back. He's like, I'm not going to let you uh, ruin my plans of taking over this company. So Wolverine's trying to get his powers back while uh, Yukio is fighting Shinjin. And just a giant fight scene happens, which is pretty good because the previous 30 minutes, there wasn't that much fighting going on. It was a lot of story, which is fine. I, I love this story. I love everything that was going on in the story, but... It, for a summer blockbuster, um, there's this huge chunk of time, about like 30 minutes of nothing happening. After the funeral fight scene and the the bullet train scene that happens within the first 30 minutes, then there's a huge chunk of exposition and uh, just, you know, love story developing between Monaco and Wolverine. And then now comes back to tons of ninjas, uh Ronin, some different uh, uh, Yakuza. I'm sorry, I'm doing a lot of yums uh, or ums because uh, it's hard for me to pronounce all these Japanese words and try to remember all these Japanese names. So Wolverine finally becomes the Wolverine again. And he's like, bitch, don't fuck with me. I'm the Wolverine. He adds the Wolverine this time. He's like, you know, there's no other like me people are trying to steal my powers but i am the wolverine he gets his answers then he's like i gotta go get monaco so then he shows up for the final giant battle scene which to me was actually the worst part of the film um 
Wolverine, the the Wolverine movie was actually really good. It had a really good story, a nice, good flow to it. Yeah, there was that dip in uh, time where there wasn't a lot of action going on, but because the story was actually so engaging and it was shot so well, and the score of this movie is amazing, that you don't really notice uh, that dip of time. You, you know, you're invested with the characters. Then at the end, the last like 10 to 15 minutes of the movie, when Wolverine's in this uh, giant fortress trying to uh, save the damsel in distress, Monaco, that's when it becomes like a cliched, almost like superhero movie. I mean, they do do some really cool things and they, you know, explain a lot of stuff of the story, the, the dips where, um, None of the answers were being told, but I don't know. It, it just it felt a whole lot different. There was you know giant robots and uh, other mutants that showed up that you didn't really need to have in this story. This story was going great the way that it was, but I, I'm not gonna let you know five percent of the film ruin the entire film for me. It was still fun, and it was still really good, and it was really cool, and I I did, you know, enjoy what was going on. It was a little bit expected, and I I knew where the story was happening, but it was it was it was still like amazing. Um, my favorite part of this movie was just just it had this way of making parts that were tense and slow seem exciting at the same time. It had to do with the way the movie was shot. Uh, James Mangold did it, so, you know, of course, he's a great director. And um, the the score was just absolutely amazing. amazing. It was so engaging and, and really captivated what, like, the tense situations that the Wolverine was going through while like no action was actually happening it was very good the acting was also very very good uh one of the criticisms criticisms i do have is uh the female villain uh the viper she was kind of a nothing character uh she shows up a little bit in the beginning doesn't really do or say anything then she shows up at the end and yeah, she is there, like kind of explaining stuff. But like, you, she didn't really even need to be there. She could have just been a regular human being; didn't even have to be a mutant. But other than those little flaws, like the Viper character and uh, the the cliched uh, boss battle scene at the end, I really enjoyed it. If you enjoyed the um, Iron Man three movie then you're going to enjoy this one. It's a whole lot less superhero action movie and a whole lot more story, developing the characters, explaining who Wolverine is and why he does the things that he does. And, you know, it it, it dips into, like, his inner thoughts about what happened with Jean Grey and why he's escaping and how he feels about the way that he is. And I enjoy that. I don't know. Sometimes it's good to see an action movie where some, you know, it's just for entertainment and everything that's going on on screen is just ridiculous and stupid, but it's also fun. 
But sometimes you need to have a story. Sometimes you need good acting and good writing and a good score and a good director to shoot something that looks amazing and just feels amazing that has you captivated the entire time that you're sitting there on the edge of your seat while nothing really is happening. That's that's the sign of a good movie. It has that money ball aspect to it where nothing is really happening on the screen, but you're still super tense on the inside waiting and anticipating what's going on. And I really, really enjoyed this movie. Um, you know, with all the other crap that came out this summer, and that's about to come out too, see this movie. You know, it... Looking back on the opening box office for the first weekend, it only made $53 million domestically. It needs to make a lot more than that. This type of movie needs to make more money. So then we can start getting more intelligent films that have superheroes in them. We don't need more Man of Steel type movies that have terrible stories with terrible action, with terrible acting, that nothing makes sense. We need more stories and movies like this like Iron Man 3 like the first Dark Knight we don't need any more um, overblown crappy uh, it doesn't matter it doesn't need to make sense type superhero movies so I know this is coming out the weekend after the movie first came out but go see the Wolverine don't go see Two Guns. Don't go see any of the other crap that's coming out this weekend. Don't go see Man of Steel or any of the other uh, superhero or action movies. They don't make any sense. Pacific, like it, It's so disheartening to me to hear people rate Pacific Rim as being such a good movie. I saw Pacific Rim. It was so bad that I didn't even want to review it. It's such a terrible stupid movie it was one of the dumbest things i've ever seen i guess fanboys from comic-con will love pacific rim and will not like the wolverine because the wolverine is about having a good story and a good movie and a good acting and a good score something that we need in cinema less of the stupid commercial stuff and more of this good stuff um yeah the <laughs> After that diatribe, I think uh, it's time for me to end the episode. Uh, thank you for joining me for uh, this review. Um, I know it's not as exciting because I'm doing this by myself, but uh, try to get this out as fast as possible so you guys can go out there and go see it. I highly recommend this. Uh, don't see the other crap. You know the other movies are going to be crap that are coming out this week, and you saw the trailers. Don't do it. Go see this movie. Uh, for to see or not to see uh, at TCRPN, we suggest that you go see The Wolverine. Thank you for listening, and bye! A moment of silence. What is this crazy rock and roll music anyway? Well, I didn't see that coming. Hello, and welcome. Operators are standing by. It's like a breath of fresh air. Dance like there's no tomorrow. TCRPN, the Critical Reviewer Podcast Network.